it good. We ain't bragging, we're gonna coat that wood. They're gonna paint that wagon, we're gonna paint it good. They ain't bragging, they're gonna coat that wood. Ah, they're singing! They're singing, Marge. Why aren't they killing each other? Yeah, their guns are right there. Wait, wait, wait. Here comes Lee Marvin. Thank God. He's always drunk and violent. Uh, what the hell is going on in my town? We're just painting this wagon. You got a problem with that? As a matter of fact, I do. You missed a spot. Well, grab a brush and join in. Gonna paint your wagon. Gonna paint it fine. Gonna use oil-based paint, cause the wood is pine. Under Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we are here to review all singing, all dancing. I am Dando. I am Mitch. You're all the way in Portland. So I'm going to start off that way. So last week, last week we promised the, the, the patrons that we were going to be streaming this live. Well, guess what? We're not streaming <laughs> it live because Mitch has had an emergency work call where they yep. need someone, they need a professional down there to help solve this case and finish the, uh, fix the issues. Someone to come in here and straighten up this town and figure out what the fuck's wrong with its tap water. Yeah, so Mitch has gone all the way down there and also to try and sell them a monorail, right? Uh, yeah, I've sold monorails to Hamilton, Mount Isa, and I don't know, some other shit Victorian town <laughs> by and government put them on the map. Did it really put them on the map though? I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, could you imagine like a statewide Victorian monorail? That'd be kind of cool. That'd save me a three and a half hour drive whenever I need to come back down here. Like uh, a, really fa- a really fast monorail. Early early shout out. Yeah, a re- like a hyper rail monorail. Yeah, yeah. Early shout out to uh, the Audible. Uh, I don't know if listeners here have Audible, but if you've got a long car ride ahead of you or if you've just got some spare time after you've listened to Four Finger Discount, of course, the audio book of Call Me By Your Name as narrated by Army Hammer, who, of course, was in the film, absolutely exquisite. I've, I've always been going to sign up to Audible, the $1 for a month or you get a free audio book mm. for your first month or whatever it is. And yep. I, I just never do it. So I did it for a few months at like, they had a half price entry subscription and it was pretty great. And then I quickly got to the point that it was more that I just didn't have enough spare time to listen to a book a month. So I stopped subscribing and then they threw me back, you know, come back in for $1. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, I'll grab a dollar a month and get my book and then I'll get out of there. If it's not clear already, the reason that I've started the show by talking about that and Portland and everything else is because this is a clip show. And as a result, there was very little for us to do this week. Yeah, all singing or dancing. I'm, I'm going to throw it out there though. Of all the clip shows, this was definitely the most enjoyable because mm. I know the, there's something about watching the songs that's just so much more fun than just sitting there watching clips where you know something's going to happen. At least you can sing along to this one. True. Like you did say though, there's not much you can actually discuss. So we're not going to... It's not going to be a usual review. There's going to be no new names. Going to be no trivia. It's oh, there is a asked... there is a new name. Oh, your new name, yes. But we didn't ask the patrons this week. No. We're just going to discuss the episode in short, and then uh, get straight into an extended mailbag. We're going to start with the um, with the ask us anything, some questions there, and which we posted in the uh, the patron Facebook group, and then we'll do some others from the usual mailbag as well to pad this episode out. 
But all singing or dancing, like I said, I think it was really, really enjoyable. It just reminds me of getting the the Simpsons CDs for one of my birthdays when I was younger and just listening yeah. to the shit out of them. Like that was yep. so that was so great to have. Uh, yeah, the I mean, what makes this show a relic and a difficulty to review now is what made it really good at the time in that you know, those CDs were also fairly obscure to have. So not many people would have had them. Most people would have seen these songs once, maybe a couple times if they caught the reruns, but like it it was clip shows were the only way that you could really re-enjoy moments from your favorite TV shows. Mm. Cause even when this came out, what was the original air date? Would have been Oh, we'll get it. it was in January, I believe. Uh let me scroll up here on the wiki page. The original air date was January fourth, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, okay. So nineteen ninety eight they weren't doing full seasons on home video yet, and certainly DVD was just a glint in our lounge room's eye. I think the first season came out in DVD in 2001. It would have been maybe mm. around about this time, maybe a little bit later, they came out in VHS, but it was just season one and season two, then they stopped. Yeah. And then when that... I mean, once that did happen on DVD, and obviously YouTube, not that, not that a lot of Simpsons content is on YouTube, but once all that sort of stuff started coming out, it really made the clip show redundant. And I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. Is this the last or is there one more? Have we had the romance one? There's there's one more. There's Gump Roast, which is in like season 13, 14, I believe. It's like a Forrest Gump parody where they do a roast to Homer. And okay. um, that's the final clip show. Gotcha. I do enjoy the image of Clint Eastwood singing a song. <laughs> so, yeah. like as much as we can... We'll break down. We'll break down in a moment the the way the episode is actually structured. We'll mention the clips without getting into them because pretty much every clip that's here we will have covered at in some depth uh, in not only the episode reviews but also when we did our favorite musical numbers. Well, I'll, I'll quickly just run through. There's only six or seven songs. I'll run through what they say. Do Homer's Barbershop Quartet, Baby on Board. We mm-hmm. put the spring in Springfield. Springfield. Springfield your favorite. From- your favorite song still. It, it is my favourite song. I get the most enjoyment out of that one, yeah. Yep. Uh, and See My Vest. Uh, Who Needs the Quickie Mart, Krusty's version of Send in the Clowns, See My Vest, the monorail song in the Garden of Eden, and We Do. So it's a pretty great track listing when you when you read them all out like that. It is. It, odd that In the Garden of Eden makes it in there, though. If it I'm, was If odd, I'm going to yeah. call one out that doesn't belong on that list. Because it's not an original song. No. Like, it's they've taken Iron, sorry, Iron Butterfly's lyrics... Sorry, Iron Butterfly's music put their own lyrics over the top of it, but it's it, yeah, like it's. It, I, guess, I guess "Send in the Clowns" is in there as well, though. True, but there's a lot more performance in that, mm, like yeah. character more performance meaning. in that, where yeah. you don't even really get a lot of Bart in this. It is cool seeing the entire church congregation just absolutely rocking out, but I'm just surprised that they didn't go for one that's maybe a bit more iconic. Like if someone was going to say, "Sing us your favorite Springfield song." Like, like, how did um, Happy Birthday Lisa not make it in over that, for example? Maybe it was uh, they couldn't use the, the voice actor. Maybe Kip Lemon wouldn't let yeah, them I it. suppose that's possible. But I, I, I would have thought um, uh, Talking Softball would have made it. Yeah, that would have been a good one. Although that wasn't an in-episode song. It was an end-credit song. Ah, so, that is true. technically, that never happened in their lives. Yeah, I guess so. Well, let, let's run through the, the basis of the story. So, Homer rents... And well, do you want my alternate title? Oh, yeah, let's, let's do all that first. So, what is yep, your alternate title for singing or dancing? It was simply, oh, fuck, it's another clip show. <laughs> well, that's the thing. In this episode, they actually sort of point out. I think, is this the first one they point out? Oh, no, because they did it in the very first one, didn't they? About yeah. shows doing a clip show. Yeah, they seem to do yeah. it all the time. But they made it. They made this more obvious with the, uh, the banner coming down and the fireworks and whatnot. 
I will say, though, that Snake has made a pretty quick jump from petty thief to murderer. True. But like, last episode, was the last episode, the Realty Bites, where, hmm. or maybe the week before, where he um he was going to kill home and wanted to decapitate him. And yeah. now he wants to shoot the family and it's yeah. just like, Ugh. Yeah. I don't know. It, 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 people sort of, it loses people, the humor a, a little bit to me. He's, he's too violent now. People have strong feelings about musicals, though. They do. And like, that's the other thing. They, they, I know this is 1998, but I feel this era of The Simpsons has more, not homophobia, but more jokes at the expense of homosexuals than previous seasons. Like Homer uses the term mm-hmm. fruity. Um, Marge says, oh, yeah, but don't you worry. You dance like a girl as well. Um, and that's more of a millhouse thing. Like this episode's full of double entendres. So, like, I just, I don't know. Well, I, the only thing that I would say about that is this episode is full of it, but it's also a sung through musical episode. And the stereotypes of musical theatre are probably what was more running through. So, I think it would have been less an attack on, like, it, I, I do agree that the last several years of the show um, have had a lot more jokes at the expense of homosexuals. I, I reckon even maybe the last two. Yeah, yeah. Two, when I, I sort of meant two to three. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but I can also see where the writers would have run into that mode when they were doing an actual musical the, like in and of itself. Because one thing that I do like about the structure of this clip show is that they kind of copied the form of the clips, like the the storyline, the actual episode basis. It's not just people sitting around a table remembering things, as much as it kind of is, but they've actually changed the way they act to fit along with what they're remembering as well. And because they're songs, I think we discussed this before we started recording, is just the clips just felt like they were really long, but they, I guess they had to because the songs go for a minute to two minutes. Mm, like, yeah, not, exactly. Because I, I was watching this going, oh, I'll just skip through the songs. So there's no point watching the songs again. And I reckon there's maybe three to four minutes of actual, if that, of actual yeah. original whereas, content. Yeah. Whereas a lot of their other clip shows will have a montage of at some point. Yeah. This one just felt shorter or less original content. But still, I either think... Out of all the clip shows, this was definitely the, the most polished. Now, did you notice? This is just a little creepy tidbit that I, I sort of noticed when I was watching the end credits. You know when Snake fires the gun, right? Mm-hmm. The first time he fires the gun, he hear two gunshots. Guess whose name is on the screen? Uh, Matt Groening. As soon as Phil Hartman's name comes up, the gunshots go off. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's uncomfortable. It was, it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. As soon as Phil Hartman appears, it's bang, bang. And then the music stops. Yeah. I don't know if anyone ever noticed that, but I was just like, that was really, really creepy Eerie. to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I didn't want to bring it on a, bring it down or anything, but I, I just noticed it and thought it's well, worth have. mentioning. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, where, now, where I was, I, you've, you've kind of, if nothing else, you've backed me into a corner comedically that, <laughs> that the week after I was singing his praises, there's not a lot that I can do to come off the back of that with the punchline and not nah. sound very callous and hypocritical. Yeah. Uh, now, what I was going to say to the listeners is, as I was halfway through that story, my internet cut out again mm. because Telstra thought it'd be wise to send the new modem uh, to our old address. And it's been five years since we have lived in that house, but they still thought they would send the modem to the last house, which means they got that, sent back to Telstra. Five years, but they have already sent you modems in that time frame. In so, the current house. <laughs> yeah. So, they've somehow reneged your address to a previous one. Ugh. I just don't understand. But listeners, what we're going to do is we're going to play that that little clip of me being so disappointed. At the, did mm. you talk? Did you 
were you disappointed on your end as well? Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, there's a there's a comment from me. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna play that clip because yeah. for people that I mean, the listeners won't be aware of just how excruciating this has been the last few months, uh, the last few weeks. I reckon the last four weeks have had about seven dropouts per call. Oh, it's not good. And then when you said, "Oh, I'm gonna be in Portland," I'm like, "God damn it!" Yeah, it's be one of those shows again. It's annoying. <laughs> you know anyway. what? It's been it's been the clip. Do you want to play those clips now for the listeners? Let's do it. Eh, go for it. Guess whose name is on the screen? Oop, I've lost you. How is it that I'm on in Portland on a mobile phone and I have better internet than you have in your own house? Fuck me. So there you have it. The very first uh, clip of Four Finger Discount. Very, yeah, apart from the time that you did the clip show when I was in New Zealand. That was fun. Do I do an actual clip show? I don't remember that. Don't you remember doing that? Yeah, you put together a clip of all the things that you deemed not worthy for the podcast. It was stuff about like you finding that Power Rangers doll over your neighbor's fence or something like that. Oh, the um, me stealing it. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. I don't remember that at all. We'll have to do, we'll have to do more of them. <laughs> we should. <laughs> there, but there, is a, there is a lot of clips that I cut out and I do save them all, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well. There we go. There's, that can be your project this week. I'll just but turn off the microphone it's, now. No, it's usually though, I cut because I'm like, if listeners hear this, they'll stop listening. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe run them by me again. Yeah. Alrighty, so is there anything else you want to mention about all singing or dancing? Uh, well, so we'll talk, let's review the little bits that weren't the replays. Yeah, yeah like the, the original the content. Yeah. yeah, but outside so, of yes. that, no. So, yeah, so the original air date, like I said, was January 4th, January 4th, 1998. I don't believe there was a chalk, chalkboard gag or a couch gag. Just went straight into it. Oh, no, there was a couch gag, actually. The floor is a treadmill. Marge leaves the butt and Maggie successfully dismount from the treadmill and Homer gets stuck on it. And just keeps oh, around, around, around. on the subject of dismounts, did you see the gymnast that broke both of her legs dismounting? Oh, no, I don't want to see it. Well, I haven't seen footage, but like uh, gymnast, double leg break... Was it like um, the guy from the Olympics and the Simpsons? That was exactly what I was thinking of. Like, this was a Simpsons predicting the future moment that no one called out through the week. Uh, Samantha Cheerio suffers double knee dislocation and possible broken something or other. Samantha? Samantha Cheerio. I thought you said Samantha Cheerio. I'm like, that is uh, one hell of a name. That's just your internet. <laughs> Samantha Cheerio. C-E-R-I-O. C E R I O. You know, like so, when a video, like the thumbnail oh image God. of a video, she's that very looks... high up in the air. <laughs> oh, I've seen the, the, the. There's a still shot of the of the um landing. It's not good. It's uh, not good. Why did I look that up? She yes, made... it, it says gymnast Cesaro suffers catastrophic injury, and it looks catastrophic. She uh, majored in aerospace. Oh, <laughs> oh God! I was just watching it as I was talking. Oh, it's, it goes. She goes backwards. Oh, the legs bend up forwards. Oh, that's nowhere near as funny as it was at The Simpsons. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> that's the legs have snapped up. Uh, why am I still looking at it? What have I wow. done? Oh, wow. I feel sick. Anyway, what? Um, I feel actually sick. <laughs> th- th- there's a good moment of The Simpsons predicting the future. Oh, why did you make me look at that? Oh, I did it. So, you're, I feel you're, so sick. You're 280 kilometers away from me at the moment. I didn't make you do anything. <sighs> I just, ugh. I could pass out. That was, that was one of the worst things I've ever seen. But anyway, there you go, ugh. listeners. If you want to test yourselves out during dinner, <laughs> holy, bring that crap. up on your mobile don't phone. Look at, guys, do not look at it. 
So basically, I'll explain it to you so you don't have to look at it. No, well, she's just doing a front flip. She lands on both feet and her knees go backwards. Her knees go forwards? No, well... Her legs legs step up... Forwards is the way they're supposed to go. Her shin shin goes forwards. Her her knees go backwards. Shins go towards her kneecaps. Oh, God. All right, let's move along quickly. (laughs) Be um, convenient, though, if she was, like, riding in the back of a Hyundai i20 or something to get home. Why? Oh, <laughs> leg room. <laughs> uh, righty. So, uh, yeah. So, it starts off with Homer and Bart. Did Bart come with him or was it just Homer? Getting back from the video store. No, they both come in. Both, both Bart and in. Homer. Coming yep, back yep. in with the popcorn. And uh, Is it Marge that says, did you get waiting to exhale? This is a funny joke. We got the popcorn. Did you get waiting to exhale? Well, they put us on the waiting to exhale waiting list, but they said don't hold your breath. Now, Waiting to Exhale, actual movie from 1995, starring uh, no one, no one, no one, no one, Dennis Haysbert from 24. Have you seen Paint Your Wagon? No, I never have seen Paint Your Wagon. Okay. So I never knew that was a real movie either. Yeah. Uh, which was like, their parody was semi-based on it, but not entirely, because they include people from other Eastwood films and... Okay, but but Lee Marvin and Clint Eastwood are both in it. Do they? I'm guessing "Paint Your Wagons" an original Simpsons song and not in the movie. I don't know because it was an actual musical. So yeah, yeah, I know that, but I'd, I'm sure I'd, that they weren't doing oil-based paint because the word is uh, because the wood is pine. I'm sure that was an original. Like I'm sure that was a Simpsons parody. Yeah, "Paint Your Wagon" by the way, sitting at 27 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So maybe don't waste your time. Not good. Not good at all. Um, yeah, so they hire it. Homer and Bart think it's going to be a shoot 'em up worse, and it's not. <laughs> Sorry, I've just stumbled across Roger Ebert's review of Paint Your Wagon. The fact is, Paint Your Wagon doesn't inspire a review. It doesn't even inspire a put down. It just lies there in my mind, a big heavy lump. <laughs> that sounds like something Mr. Guy Davis would write. <laughs> yeah, just about. Anyway, uh, so, so it is a musical, and they're very disappointed by this. They're disgusted. The look on their face was pretty funny, actually, when they're watching it. Like, what is they're trying to process what is happening on the TV screen right now. Yeah, Ash had a very similar look on her face when we went to see Les Miserables, the one with Wolverine. And why did she not know it was a musical? She, well, neither of us, and the, you know, this is this is one of those things that we just I'd never watched, but neither of us knew that it was a sung through musical. So we knew it was a musical, and I got no issue with musicals, like a but Grease we, kind of musical. You mean? So you, yeah, you thought it, like, you thought it was going to be like that? I thought it was, you know, there's songs, but there's acting between the songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that it's just no, no, no. From start to finish, everyone sings every line. And it just was a case of not being prepared for it. And there was a moment about, I want to say, 14 minutes in where Ash looked at me and went, didn't say anything, but she looked at me with a face that said, ah, so this is what it is. (laughs) And it was at that point that I knew I'd lost her. Did you... (laughs) Did did you... um, Did she stay or did you... Yeah, she stayed. We were in gold class. She was going nowhere. Okay. <laughs> yeah. we, ordered some, we ordered some churros to come out during the last third of the film, so we had to wait. Why didn't you just let her leave and you could eat her churros? No, she didn't ask to leave. Like, you know, she still but, adores me and wants to be with me at all times. Uh, Most times. <laughs> but yeah, um, I completely understand. I can, I can imagine what that look was as well, because... Mm. We all know Ash, when she doesn't want to, when she's not happy or something, she's got that face. Yeah. It was the same face that I gave to Tom during Man of Steel when it came to the third act and we went, oh, it's not going to get better from here. Oh. (laughs) 
oh, so this is it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, that's all the character development that they're doing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're 25 minutes into the uh, into this review. Um, we've spoken about two minutes of the actual episode. That's there, about half there, of what the actual airtime or original content that yeah. was in this episode. There's been eight minutes of me talking to myself because your internet's fucked. <laughs> Why did they have to screw up a perfectly serviceable wagon story with all that fruity singing? I thought it was toe-tapping fun. Singing is the lowest form of communication. Homer, you sing all the time. No, I don't. I hate to rhyme. You like musicals, don't you, Dad? No, I don't. I think they're bad. They're fake and phony and totally wrong. Wake up, Dad. You're singing a song. I wouldn't. I couldn't. I hate that stuff. Now, Homer, listen. I've had enough. In our family videos, we have plainly seen you're a singing, dancing, entertainment machine. We come back from Clips and Snake has entered the building and he wants to rob them and mm-hmm. then he, they scare him away because he doesn't want to hear the singing and then because he gets the song stuck in his head, he comes back to shoot them dead because he's so annoyed at them. Mm-hmm. It's just, a, to me, it just seemed a bit much, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't, don't think there's... Don't, don't have pauses like that either because I thought my internet dropped that again. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was just trying to think if there'd been any... If I ever knew of any story where someone... I'm sure someone would have shot a neighbour over a noise complaint or something like that at some point. I don't know. For me, even just the character of Snake. I guess oh. last week he tried to decapitate Homer, but just so, the character of Snake, I'm just like, come on. So, shooting someone over music is the sort of no. thing you can only get away with in real life. <laughs> Not on TV. <laughs> I just... I'm, but oh, I, under- just seems- I understood when my cousin did it to that guy that he lived next to for playing Panthera at three in the morning. I'm but sure on people- television... I'm sure people have been shot for even more petty shit like you, you see some of the stories in the news and you think what is going on but mm. still on the simpsons it just seemed like that kind of stuff doesn't need to be on this show it just seemed like it just didn't fit mm. but or jfk got shot just for being the, pri- uh, the the president not the prime minister but the, the thing is though like snake kept coming back and going away like it didn't even really go anywhere they could have folded a couple other characters in and just done other little Oh, yeah, I was tiny, waiting for other characters segments. to come in. Yeah, it was yeah. just always Snake coming back. And I'm like, really? They just kept rehashing the same guy? Mm. But yeah, at, at the end of the day, it is just a clip show, which is all about rehashing shit, so who cares? But yeah, is there much else we need to discuss? Like, what, what else do you want to talk about? What's it end with? All right, Marge, you convinced me there are more terrible things than musical comedies where everyone sings. There is something worse, and it really does blow clip when show. a long-running series does a cheesy clip show. Cue the banner and the fireworks and everything, and then Snake yep. enters again. Yeah. So, and look, then... I do think that the, like, the song, the musical that they came up with between the clips is quite clever. Yeah. With, like, the lyrics and all that sort of stuff are good. Uh, and I will give them props to including Send In The Clowns, because that is a quality song. Like, the way it's sung is really, really good. I'm surprised Camp Crusty didn't make it in. Take Me, Take Me, Take Me, Take Me Now. No, that's Mount Splashmore. Mm. Oh, sorry, you're right. Uh, Hail to the Camp Krusty. Yeah. Uh, so that is like a little bit of a montage, really. So the, like, because Send in the Clowns comes straight off the back of Who Needs the Quickie Mart. Yeah, so that was other people in Springfield singing songs. Uh, many people, in, yeah, many people in this town sing like we do. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I was just going back to figure out how they'd got, how they connected those and they don't, they just play a few back and forth. So there's even less to talk about. I was trying to find something, but there's nothing. <laughs> 
so I read on the wiki that someone, uh, a couple of people that worked on the show said it was one of their favorite clip shows for the singing and the dancing. Okay. Which, which is fine. It makes sense, but you didn't actually do anything. Like, I feel like they're saying that from a viewer's perspective themselves rather than a working on it perspective. I can't imagine that these gave anyone any real great joy or satisfaction other than the fact that they knew they were getting out early that week. It also says here on Wiki that the episode has the two screw the audience act breaks where major problems presented before the commercial, which is Snake arriving and threatening mm. to shoot them. But then suddenly, after the commercial break, there is no issue. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't even really notice that. I was. I think. I guess because I just expected it because it's the clip show. I would like to ask maybe Mike Scully if they feel any guilt over the fact that. You know, they put the clip shows in so they didn't have to work as hard. Did they ever imagine that in 20 years' time it would make people like us have to work five times as hard to get <laughs> our own show out? <laughs> I wonder how many people just don't download this review. It's like, fuck clip shows. I'm not listening to that shit. Yeah, I can't imagine this is going to get big numbers. No, this isn't, not at all. This isn't the week to go out looking for a new sponsor. <laughs> uh, this episode actually... Our latest episode has three views. <laughs> and zero downloads. <laughs> How we got views? I have no idea. People but read the, uh, the description. Yes, the um, the episode was one of the few to actually get a G rating, despite despite the fact that the censors really hated the fact that he was pointing a shotgun at a baby, mm-hmm. which is understandable. Yep. But yet, this episode was rated G. Like you think of all the episodes, all the things that have happened, this one has a gun being pointed at a child, an infant child. G. All right, Mart, you. Convince me there are more terrible things than musical comedies where everyone sings. There is something worse, and it really does blow. When a long-running series does a cheesy clip show. I'm back to commit. Felonious assault because your infernal singing just would not halt. Actually, we're done. Done, done. And not a moment too soon. Oh, okay then. Well, then I got no beef with you. Okay, who wants dinner? Me, I do. I do. I do. I do. Well, let's get eaten. <laughs> all right, all right. Sorry. Okay, so. The episode's out of the way. Would you like to hear some uh, some the trials and tribulations of Mitch Grinter in the country? Let's save that. Let's get into right now into some Ask Us Anything. You sure? Yes. I feel like this is more important. That's why I want to save it to the end. Let's let's but, do some mail. No, but like first. this is this is a natural flow that okay. I can be I'll be entertaining now. The okay. mailbag could be hit or miss. I haven't looked at the questions. We'll see what happens there. Okay. <laughs> let's just go with this. Okay. Although now you've killed my buzz, you've killed my flow. It's always about the green. You were supposed to say, "Yes, that'd be good." Like first rule of improv, Dando, is that you go with what the suggestion is. You've just first shot it of, down. First rule of improv is always say yes to Mitch. No, it's say yes to your partner. Yes, and <laughs> yes, and partner. you're, you're my partner yeah, now. You're no budding me. That's not useful to anyone. That's the first time you've ever considered me a partner. Well, you know, sometimes flattery will get people on side. We'll do whatever it takes. Tell me, so what's, what's happening in the country? Because last time you had some ripper stories from out that way. Yeah, I'm currently shacked up in the uh, Richmond Henty Hotel in Portland, a um, questionably rated three-star establishment. It has a pool, I'll grant it that, but 
Is there I've... a dead... What was it? A dead person? Is that what, in Kirk's pool? Uh, I reckon there was a dead person. Yeah, and I reckon... In oh, no, no, no. It was in the one... In, that was in um the Cartridge family. Cartridge family, dead person, and in... Dead possum or something. Dead possum, Kirk's. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, what it does have... Uh, it's rather foolishly put up one of those like heritage style photos of like look how far we've come in the on the wall. It's this old sepia photo of the Richmond Hotel in 1934, and I got to tell you, it doesn't look like the uh, cladding has been changed in the in the last 77 years. I came in. It's 13 degrees today in Portland, Celsius for our American listeners. Uh, so a little bit chilly. Uh, there's a split system above my bed. I turn that on. It's got a maxed temperature that it won't go above. And no matter how high I try to turn this thing, even into a cold room, it is just blowing kind of cool air. I look over to the wall what, what, and it's can got... You, can you ask reception or... No, they're hard-coded. And then like, I found this um, fucking information card sitting on, my, uh, sitting on the table talking about the heating and cooling. And the other one's just recommending the local milk bars you should go to. Yeah, it says that the the air conditioner ranges from 21 to 25 degrees, but it will not go above... It is not recommended to go above a max of 24. But even when I turn it to 25, it's just cold air that comes out. Um, so I look over to the right, and what I'm sitting next to currently is one of those upright-against-the-wall kind of radiant heaters. It's like a water heater. Um, it's got the little twist knob on the right-hand side. I think it uses gas or something like that to heat the room. So I was like, okay, happy days. I'll turn, I'll turn that full blast and we'll heat this thing up. Nothing happens. I go back to my little booklet. The heater, the hotel only turns on the heaters through all of the rooms in the winter months. What? So if, if you get an unseasonably cold autumn day, stiff shit. I can't warm myself up. Really? Yeah. I'm currently sitting here wearing jeans, two t-shirts and a jumper just to try to fucking survive my way through this recording before I can get back into bed. Is there a hairdryer in the room? No. There's a ironing board, but no iron. <laughs> you gotta you gotta you gotta hire that from reception. You've gotta use the steam from the heater, but only in the winter months. <laughs> wow, so there's like a so they control all the heaters, you don't control it from your room. Yeah. You know another amazing thing actually, and I know that um you've you've done photography courses, so you'll really appreciate this. There are four no, five downlights in the room. Not one of them is anywhere near the middle of the room. So oh, four of God. them four of them are in the corners of and then one of them just sort of sits above where the pillow would be for of one of the double beds just to give that person like a reading light. So there is you can walk in here, we've got super bright <laughs> corners and just a pitch black middle of the room. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> which uh, you know typically don't spend a lot of time. It's, it's, in like, it's like when it's a con- it's, it's like it's a concert. It's like, can we turn the house lights on, please? You got like yeah. the audience got lights on, but the stage is nothing. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a light switch to my left here that does nothing. <laughs> I've been flicking it on and off uh, periodically, and I'm waiting for someone to knock on my front door and <laughs> ask me to stop. The heater is coming. The heater is coming. The heater is coming. <laughs> does it have room service? Uh, I think it does, but. I had to. Can you I just call know. like old Bill from reception? Just go down to the fish and chip shop for you. Is that the, is that the room service? What to like sit on something warm? Yeah, <laughs> bring, bring them. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, bring in some fish just for cu- some heat. Cuddle some chips to sleep. <laughs> uh, it, it has a there's an adjoining hotel, but I couldn't figure out the system to be able to get food delivered. It it had like 
delivery pouches and stuff like that. I can um, order a Wait, packed. I can order a por- packed Portland, lunch. Right? Portland, yeah. Portland, okay, yeah. Mm. I can so order a, a packed lunch for tomorrow that involves a sandwich and an apple. For, wait, from where? From the hotel? Yeah. And is, is it like a lucky dip? Like you don't get to choose what's on the sandwich? Uh, let me let me reach let for me the guess, menu. Let me guess. If there, if there are options, I'm guessing one is ham, cheese, and tomato. No, yeah, 100%. That's going to be in there. <laughs> egg? Um, nah, egg, egg's risky. I wouldn't go egg. Yeah, no, they hotel. wouldn't go egg. Tuna salad? Nah, tuna's risky as well. It is tuna season down here. Okay, okay. P- packed lunch. Name, room number. Please specify the number of each item. Leave at reception before 8 p.m. Well, 8 p.m. So I've got to know before I've even finished eating dinner that I need lunch the next day and what I want for it. So piece of fruit, apple $2 or an orange $2. An apple is $2. Yeah. I could then have a juice, orange, pineapple or apple. Or I could go a soft drink if I wanted. Sandwiches, salad, or meat and salad. Doesn't even specify what meat. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just if you want to pack lunch, you can have some meat. Did you book this or was this your work? No, it was work. The place that I normally um, try to stay at when I come down here was booked out because of the Easter weekend. And I got wedged into this place that looked deceptively good online. <laughs> Old Mitch Grinter will be not happy right now. <laughs> no, and and the line that I said about fixing the tap water in Portland, that wasn't a joke. The tap water here is, it has a taste. Like, is it brown and water? <laughs> I don't know. Well, it looks fine, but it just, it, once it goes in your mouth, it's like an assault on the senses. It shouldn't, well, tap water should not have a taste. Like when Marge drinks the, the tap water and just sees hallucinations? It's like when in a civil action, John Travolta has come down to that town where there's been a lot of people get leukemia. Yeah. And someone's been pouring chemicals into the lake and then like they toss a cigarette butt in there and it just woof, up in flames. You're right? like Fox Mulder has been called to the local town to fix the issue. That's, that's exactly what I... Actually, as I look around the room, it's like a combination of that and uh, Twin Peaks. Yeah. <laughs> Go out for a cherry pie later on. See the clues. <laughs> um, but on the way to Portland, I had one of my classic Mitch Grinter is not a country boy kind of moments. So I stopped in Warnable for a coffee on the way down and a little stretch of the legs. I popped into Hoppy's Cafe. Um, the guy has one leg. This is, <laughs> I, Well, I didn't say a guy, but it was the sort of cafe where the owner slash only server was just sitting at a table in the window reading a paper, looking out over the street as if they were a customer. <laughs> so, like, I've walked in and then they looked up from their paper and were like, I was like, um, okay, she's making eye contact. Is, is she just one of those people that wants to talk? Or, or, and then she got up and started making her way to the counter. I'm like, oh, I see what's happening here. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, this place. Well, it got, well, got you in the door, didn't it? Oh, the fact that it was a cafe got me in the door. I just okay. needed coffee. So, this place um, has this massive painting. And, like, it's it's like it would have been 10 metres long, a couple metres high. It's a really, really long painting on one 10 wall. metres long? At least. Uh, Do you know uh, how now long I, that is for a painting? That's a long painting. Oh, it's a massive painting. It runs the length of the cafe. Okay. Now, I... Didn't, I, don't, I don't remember the name of the artist, but what the painting was, was basically a, a picture, like a topographical picture of 
country Victoria just absolutely ravaged by drought. So there's firefighters. At, at a glance, you just see browns and reds and dead trees and firefighters everywhere and emergency services and then people out on the street with homes burnt down and that sort of stuff. Well, that sounds then, like a fucking great story to put on a wall. Then as I get closer, um, it gets bleaker. There's one guy is committing suicide by smoking himself out in a car. So you got like this car parked with a tube running what? back in through the window what? and ex- exhaust fumes running everywhere. This There's is a, a painting, f- right? This is a painting. Okay. There's a farmer um, who... It, it, these are kind of almost... Not quite stick figures, but it's that kind of... like It's two-dimensional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A farmer with a speech bubble saying, I just can't take it anymore, shotgunning himself in the face. Uh, amongst a few other choice little, you know, vignettes of series of, of like visions of death in the country. Sounds like the now, fucking the, the the fourth installment of the Hills Have Eyes or something. It just... pretty much was. So I'm what I'm looking at it, and to be fair, it was quite good art. Like as much as it's confronting as hell at eight o'clock in the morning in a family cafe. <laughs> so um, I get called. My coffee's ready. I wander over and I just go, Jesus, that that's a bit like that's pretty full on. And she, she's like, yeah. I'm like, and then, so I didn't, I didn't want to appear like I was complaining or anything like that. So I was like, I mean, I guess I get it. Like, you, it's a important issue, the environment. So you've got to take. Sometimes you just got to be a send a really blunt message to get your point across. She then her eyes lit up and was like, oh yeah, it is about the environment. Oh, so you got it. I'm like, yeah. There's well, a guy in the drought killing himself about the drought it's not <laughs> like it's not exactly a fucking metaphor <laughs> <laughs> and then she looked at me it was like yeah city boy <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> i'm like this is I'm like look this is literally the only piece of art i've ever looked at and got that's how plain and simple this bit of art was i was assuming wanted- all, the lo- all the locals have looked at it and gone oh it's drawn really well yeah that's all like, i've noticed who's wandered in here for a cappuccino and went so what's that about up on the wall there? <laughs> but seriously, that, fi- that firefighter or- trying to put out the fire, saying there's no fucking water left. Exact quote from the painting, by the way. Really? What's or- that supposed to represent? All jokes aside, that is a very bleak thing to have on the wall. Oh, massively. I, I didn't exactly put a spring in my step to come down to Portland, I'll be honest. No, no, because if I, if I went into a cafe and that was on the wall, I probably wouldn't go back for two reasons. It makes me feel depressed, and the other reason, it would fucking scare me that they would think that that was suitable mm. to put on a wall. But mm. I guess you could say that, you know, these things, this is the life of a farmer in some places. And Well, yeah, there's that. Like, they're, they're from a part of the world that, very much feels the impact of environmental change it, and, yeah. and drought in Australia and all that sort of thing. So I I'm sympathetic to all of that. Like I said, I I'm, I was not in any way offended by the fact that it's up there, and I can understand the need for it to be up there. But holy hell, it was up there. Yeah, I, well, it even had the word "fucking" on there. Yes. Yeah, at I least, probably wouldn't do that in a cafe, especially at least more, once. But I guess, uh, like, I don't yeah. know. I guess, the, how many people live in Portland? Few thousand? Well, oh, this was Warnable, so Warnable would have a bigger oh, Warnable, population. Okay. Yeah. Wow. See, Warnable's not like it's a, it's a country town, but it's not country country town. No, it's a tourist destination. Come down and see the whales. Yeah. Go go for a helicopter ride and check out the great uh, the apostles. Yeah. And you know, here's our lovely painting. Yeah. Oh well. 
Fair enough. Next, you should have taken a photo of it. On the way back, I will. I think you can buy it for sixty grand. The actual painting. Yeah. Wow. I swear you could probably buy the cafe for less. He <laughs> <laughs> probably could. <laughs> oh man! Anything uh, else exciting happening in uh, Portland or um, Warrnambool? How was the drive down? Oh, so I went out for a palmy before, and I just asked for a wine as well. I was like, just give us a Shiraz. And he, like, he's like, we've got this or this. I'm like, I haven't heard of either of them. I don't really care. He pours me a full glass. He gives it to me. And then he says, you might just want to smell that. I'm not sure how long it's been on the shelf for. (laughs) 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 To which I said, mate, wine smells like wine. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I I was just like, do you know the difference between bad wine? Like, you're the guy on the bar. You tell me if it's okay to drink. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I posted this in the group. I walked into the hotel, uh, in my hotel room, and on the right-hand side, um, as as soon as you went in, there's a, a little fridge. And above the fridge is a sign that says, absolutely no fish to be put in the fridge. (laughs) (laughs) So my two things were, well, I guess that means I put it in the cupboard. But secondly, how many people are leaving like old moldy fish that they had to make the sign? It was laminated and everything. Oh, you'd be surprised, man. People do some stupid shit. Maybe they go fishing, chuck it in the fridge and go, yeah, we don't need that anymore and just leave it there. Mm -hmm. But of all the things that people can do in a hotel... You just write clean up. You, know, you could just write don't leave anything in fridge. How about don't have sex on top of the doona? Or or like, you know What, you don't d- have sex on top of the doona? Yeah. Not in a hotel. Really? Like the bits that don't get washed as much. The first thing huh. what's the first thing a kid does when he gets into a hotel room? He jumps on the bed. Yeah, just brush it on, off. On the old sex stuff. Yeah. Mm. I'm sure I'm sure you've had it in worse places. It's not me. It's what what other people get on themselves. <laughs> I'm clean, Brendan. I'm clean. <laughs> anyway, oh, that, that's the majority of my all this. And, by you've the way, been, and you've been and you've been in Portland for three hours. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I got here at lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. So how many more days are you there for? Two? No, I go home tomorrow. So yeah, I gotta say because you got to be back in time from for Avengers Endgame at IMAX. Yes, on Thursday. Boy, howdy, am I excited for the Avengers, which will be out, well and truly out by the time people are listening to this. By the time patrons are listening to it, they will have heard, They most of them will have seen it. And certainly by the time the free feed gets this, it will be out and everywhere. What would you do if Ash texted you a spoiler? Um, she wouldn't. But what would and- you do if she, just say Ash as a joke, thought it'd be funny, and she texted you a spoiler? What would you do? Oh, I'd, maybe I'd think it was funny to just text her back a, f- a photo of my left hand without any jewellery. I was going to say, because this is all I'm going to be needing for the next month. You oh, no, no, that's, not, that's not where I was going with that joke. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I was because... But yeah, like, I'm, on, like, I'm on complete radio silence. So the movie is out tomorrow. We, I'm seeing it on Thursday. I will not look at Facebook or the internet at all tomorrow because even news sites will fuck it up in a headline oh, yeah. uh, they, guaranteed yeah. yeah yeah so I'm even I, I saw an article the other day that was like how to avoid the event because there's been like some leaked footage or something and they're like how to avoid seeing this footage I'm like well I can tell you how not clicking look on that fucking it. headline for a beginning because yeah. it'll probably have related article and then there'll be a photo that I don't want to see yeah um what was I going to say? So I'm seeing it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, 
America doesn't get it for till like a day or two after we get it. So are they That's doing so the whole? Rare. Yeah, well, it happened in the last one. Remember, because they had to do the whole "Don't spoil the Avengers movie" hashtag yeah, okay. thing. Yeah, right. Remember the last one when Infinity War came out? Like it was like, "Don't spoil it for everybody." Oh, I was in and a then, daze. I didn't speak for three days. Okay, and and and, and then within like you know, ten minutes, there was all those people turning to dust memes all over Facebook. Ah, yeah, right. Yeah, stupid. So don't. Oh well, it's too late now. But don't spoil Endgame, people in the past. No, give it a week. I reckon a week's enough, do you reckon? No, just... No, not even then. You're allowed to discuss it. Discuss it, but only with people who have seen it, and if there's someone around that hasn't been able to get to it yet, let them leave the room. Um, yeah, I guess so. M- maybe if you post on Facebook saying, here to discuss Endgame, yeah, and go, post it in comments. Yeah, like, asterisks, 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 spoilers, 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 asterisks, and then a bunch of... Spaces and and all that sort of stuff. You can do it that way, but just be careful. Like, just don't be a dick. Because what if you were the other guy? What if you'd been ill or you'd been working nonstop or whatever it was, and you know you're like, oh well, I'll, I'll go see it next week. Or, or I've got a friend who really badly wants to see it, and they're coming down from Sydney, and we're going to go see it together. So I'm doing everything I can to avoid it, and then suddenly you jump on. Yeah, you just jump on Facebook because, I don't know, you want to go onto the marketplace and sell a second-hand pair, a deck of playing cards that misses the seven of spades for $6.92. And the first thing you see is the end, you know, like, not even just something that happens in the movie, but the exact way the movie ends. Like, you don't deserve that. This is not a, this is not a, everyone can see it in the first couple of days of a movie. This is the That's, scenario I'm in, though, right? So, we run a page... Mm. That is very heavy on, you know, topical content. Yeah. Once it's been out in America for a couple of days, there's going to be a flood of memes coming through related to the movie. Do I just not post them? Or do I capitalize on the fact that it's going to be everywhere and try and, you know, boost our followers because people will see it and go, that's a cool page. We've got enough followers. They'll be boosted later on. I don't know, man. We got like 3,000 followers last time when I posted a meme like two days after it came out. Yeah, which is like... A percent increase, or a one and a half percent increase. Three thousand in a day is pretty damn good. One and a half percent. It's nothing. It's Drop in the percent. ocean. Have of two hundred thousand. Three thousand of two hundred. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's not worth it. Be the better man. I guess. Don't worry, people. I won't spoil the movie. Good. Yeah, I wish Funko would not spoil the movie for me. As yeah, that sucks, but part of the industry that you're working in, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, but anyway, we're going to stop right there because even me knowing that the movie has been spoiled for you makes me sceptical and fearful <laughs> of talking to you. <laughs> I know. I was wondering how long you're going to say, zip it. That's enough. Yep. No, that's it. We're moving on to the... the so, ask us anything. We, uh, a little while ago, we asked our patrons for a Patreon-only episode to do uh, ask us anything style thing. We didn't have time to get through all of the questions, so we thought we would... Uh, recycle, not recycle, but we'd pull the idea out of the fire and do a few for the few for the free feed as well. So mm. maybe some Simpsons related stuff will come. Maybe some Simpsons related stuff will not come. We don't know. We shall soon find out. Knows Jordan Ritchie. What are your top five favorite beers? I'm basic, so I don't I don't drink enough. So I do like um I do like crownies. Mm-hmm. Um, my go-to has always been pure blonde, but I'm more like a cult and dry now. I'm not, I'm not fancy when it comes to beer, like I'm like ale, pale ales and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will drink them, but I'm, I'm not. You won't I'm go out of like, your way to get I'm them. Not a, 
no, nah, I'm not a connoisseur of, of beer. I'm just, it's yeah. just I'm the wrong person to ask. Yeah. So I enjoy for a while because for the most part, beer is pretty safe. If you can drink beer, you can drink almost any beer. I, th- I can only ever think of one beer that I didn't like. And I think it was called 99 Not Out. It was a New Zealand pale ale named... Sorry, 99 and Out. It was named after Shane Warne's highest test score. And it sucked. It tasted more like white wine than beer. But beyond that, I went through a little run of like... Anytime I was going into a Dan Murphy's or something like that, I would just grab something that I hadn't had before. Or sometimes I'd do that. Uh, you could do like a make your own six pack for 20 bucks and just grab six different beers of the world and cool. see what came in. So, uh, in no particular order, I would say that my top five include Asahi in the 500ml can. You like that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'll drink it, but it's not my go-to. Yeah, okay. Means. I like a 500ml can, and I think of the 500ml cans, Asahi is the winner. A 500ml okay. can is slightly more classy than a long neck, and it probably shouldn't be, but it just is. What about a long neck in a brown paper bag? No, that's that's hobo territory. <laughs> <laughs> or, Melbourne, bit, Melbourne bitter in a brown paper bag yeah. long neck. Yeah, I was going to say, it's either a hobo or every dad in Australia in 1984. <laughs> Uh-oh, dad's out in the backyard looking at the grass again. Don't raise your voice. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't laugh. Continue. Um, uh, you're allowed to laugh when it's closer to your own childhood. I was going to say your dad. <laughs> to be it, fair, yeah? To, no, yeah, no, not my dad, but a, a good friend of mine. Uh, so, like, it was my dad by proxy because I was around at their house a lot. Dad's looking at the grass. Don't raise your voice. It just, he had that look on his face like he was getting ready to get angry at something. Okay. He just looked at the grass, drinking his beer to centre himself. That fucking grass just keeps on fucking growing and the fucking times I fucking mow it. Yeah. Yeah. And that was not the time to ask him if you could have a second helping of ice cream. Uh, or make a uh, make a phone call to a mobile phone from his landline. Um, anyway, let's not, let's not rehash some of these memories. <laughs> but, um... What else do I like? Uh, Little Creatures IPA is a very good beer. Anything from the Little Creatures Brewery I'm a big fan of, but their IPA is very good. Um, If we're talking stock standard beers, I too am a fan of Pure Blonde. Um, I also enjoy... uh, Carlton Dry is good. Happy with Carlton Dry. I think I prefer Carlton Dry over Pure Blonde now. There was a long period of time that I would order Tui's Extra Dry just because I liked asking for a teddy. What else? That'll do. That's enough beers. Let's move yeah. on. Next question. Yeah. So that, so they're my top five, as long uh, along with any other beer that I've never had before. If we had to uh, the Talia Enriquez, if we had to rebrand ourselves with a new name and image, similar to the Max Powers incident with Homer, what kind of name and image would you choose? It's a four finger discount. You mean, yeah? No, I think individually. Individually. Okay. Um. I've, t- I've said this before on the podcast. My alter ego was always Jock Stevens. Jock Stevens. That's not bad. Jock Stevens sounds like he would have been a former footballer for Collingwood. Yeah. I, well, whenever I would play footy in the backyard, I was Jock Stevens. We had we had our own fake player names. I was Jock Stevens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what sort of personality did Jock Stevens have? He was, he was everything I'm not. So he was, you know, bigger and stronger than everyone else. He was, yeah. He was, yeah, standing in the goal square, the two finger salute, like. Just kick it this way. I'll do the rest, kind of yeah, uh, yeah, yep. kind of player. And then I would do that, and the ball would kick my way, and I'll do anything but the rest. 
That'd be great. <laughs> Just imagining that as a headline. Well, imagine like Stephen Motlop standing in the goal square doing the old two fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Local <laughs> reference for the week. Next anyway. week, Dando, you're in the twos. <laughs> of your own backyard footy league. Dando, already in the twos. <laughs> Dando, you've been dropped. But I'm already in the twos. You're dropped. <laughs> um, if I had to rebrand myself, so... Let's go personality first, and then I'll come up with the name afterwards. Mm. I would like... Okay, so I'd like to rebrand myself in a as a sort of person that has not got as many questionable incidences in my past, where if I'm ever applying for a job, I genuinely have to go, all right, I better just run back through the last six months and do a quick scrub of Facebook. <laughs> just make sure that I'm presenting myself in the best light. So, I think... New version of Mitch would be a little bit more suave, a little bit more debonair. He would certainly have more understanding of music and knowledge of the history of music. And yeah, that's one thing you really lack. I actually, I don't want to have you in that scenario. Oh, absolutely, you do. And I, I won't even like. I know a lot about the music that I like, but I don't know about a lot of music. If that makes sense, it's like yeah. when I find something that I like, it I really dive deep. Like but, uh. Who like sings Thank You and the, the Pokey song? What's his name? Oh, uh, Tim Freeman. The, the Whitlams. Whitlams. Yeah. So, like, the bands that I like, I, I love the shit out of and I'll I'll go hard and I know I'm the sort of guy that will know all of the song lyrics. And if I'm going to a concert, I'll learn all of the new songs from the new album in, they, in case they play them so I can sing along to them. But if you ask me to name five Australian local artists in the last 10 years, I couldn't do it. Like, that's just... I got, no chance. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so definitely music. Um, I think my name, I'd like to have a name that's reflective of the time. So, it wouldn't necessarily be a traditional name. I reckon Kip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kip. Um, Kip well, Kip's the guy from Futurama, though. He's pretty dweeby. Who's Kip in... Fu- oh, oh, Kif. Green- that's Kif, isn't it? Kif, yeah, Kif, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. Thinking yeah. Of, I'm thinking of Kip Lemon, the guy that was the multi- uh, Michael Jackson... Stand in. Uh, if yes, of course. Um, okay, so maybe not Kip because that's a little bit nineties, but like something that's a. Well, no, it's different enough. So Kip sounds like a larrikin. Kip McGlashan. McGlashan. Yeah. Mick or McGlashan. Mick MC. Yeah. So MC Glashan. Yeah, like uh, so Scottish heritage, but it's never referred to. And you'd be you'd be referred to as Kip MC. Yeah. Or K Mac. And you could have your own McDonald's burger. I could. Uh, run one or a, a burger franchise of my own called McGlashan's. Yeah, it works. Sounds better than McDonald's. Mm. Although Does I feel it like though, uh, sounds like you're getting. Beaten I don't know. McGlashan's. McDonald's sound like McDonald's because it's McDonald's, or did it always sound like McDonald's? But like Michael Keaton, you know, because Michael Keaton founded McDonald's. Yeah, I like think he said, it, yeah. it, it, just, it, it screams family like yeah. it's just it's just a perfect name yeah jordan lewis do you guys like stranger things or is that just an american phenomenon i i really enjoyed it i thought the second season was just a rehash of the first but i and everyone this isn't spoilers but everyone will know who's watched the show i think it was season episode seven of season two mm-hmm. my god it was just so pointless so they 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 venture away from the town and focus solely on characters who you've never seen before oh um, right Eleven goes and hangs out with other people. It's like, like one of those Walking Dead episodes where they take you away from everything that you love to focus yes. on something that you hate. 
and they, they, Eleven's hanging out with them, but then you never see them referenced in the show again. Yeah, okay. So I feel like it was an experiment because they were maybe they were going to introduce a, a spin-off series or maybe introduce them to this in season three. But the backlash backlash they received from fans, I highly doubt you will ever see those people again. It was an experiment yep. that I can understand why they tried it, but it 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 was switch off material. It wasn't Fair good. I ha- I've only watched the first episode of Stranger Things. I really, I, yeah. Well, I did enjoy it, but I also thought that it's. It's sci-fi, but it's not so sci-fi that Ash won't be able to get into it. So, I was like, this might be a little door-opening exercise to see if Ash enjoys it. And I just have not got around to watching it with her yet. Um, it's hard to Nicola psych really enjoyed it sometimes for a new series. Well, that could help. You need to get Nicola on to telling Ash that it's a good episode. Uh, a good show. Yeah. I, I, the, the first season's very good. The second season's fine. Just don't expect anything fresh. Like, it's just yep. different creatures, same story. Kevin Hillick asks, do y'all got any musical talents? Do we? Uh, I can play guitar. You can play guitar? That's pretty cool. Like, yeah. how well? Well enough that I can pick it up and tune it and play songs. I can play like 30 Beatles songs. You can play 30 Beatles songs? Yes. I didn't know there were 30 Beatles songs. <laughs> There's 30 number one Beatles songs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a little, little, little reference to me being shit at music, but I know enough <laughs> to know that there are at least 43 Beatles songs. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty sweet. So it's not like you just, it's more than just knowing chords. You can actually put them together. Yeah, What's your yeah. favorite song to play on the guitar? I think, I think Blackbird. Okay. Just just sounds the nicest. Okay, cool. Can you sing at all? Do you have any tonal gift in the throat when you're playing uh, with the, the guitar? Not really. I think everybody can sing, just some people can sing better. Yeah, okay. Like everyone is capable of singing, but not everyone is yeah, good I, I mean, to listen I'm, to. I'm not atrocious, but I'm by no means a singer. You so know you know, I mean? like, you know if me. I, if I went to a party and picked up a guitar and started singing a song and playing it, people would sing along, but oh, yeah, this is good. Uh, but I'm not someone you would pay to, to watch. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Uh, my musical talents have all been laid bare on this podcast, which is to say I have none. Purple dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I do think, I, I, I genuinely believe that with some training, I could unlock a singer within me, but it would have to be a hell of a lot of training. I think once I figured out how to tr- how to make my throat move to make particular notes, then I could do it. But I don't think I would have a good singing voice. I think even if I could get the skill down to be able to go, you know, E major and, and F sharp and all that sort of stuff and go like, okay, you want that note? I can give you that note. It's still going to be that note in my voice, and I don't think that's going to be good to listen to. Yeah, is is singing one of those things though where you have to learn from a young age? Like, can can you teach an older person I, to sing? I think, or it would probably depend on. I'm sure there's a cutoff point. Because Pierce Brosnan, no. Yeah, agreed. But I do think that I reckon an actor would be easier to teach because they're used to changing their voice, and I feel yeah. like if you can. If you at least have some concept of what you're doing and how you make different sounds, that that should help a, a vocal coach or a singing coach be able to then teach you how to make those sounds at a particular pitch and key. Uh, at least that's what an old neighbor of mine who was a singer used to say. She was very, very upbeat about the fact that anyone can sing. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think I think there's a singer inside everybody. Brendan Allen uh, asks, what Aussie comedy groups or acts do you recommend, especially for any listeners abroad? You like Lena and Woodley, don't you? 
uh, well, I saw Lana and Woodley over the weekend. They were phenomenal. Um, they don't do a huge amount of stuff together anymore, but you could find their stuff online. What about um, those I tell you little what, guys? Are they actually are they any good? I know a lot about. No. I know I, I see them a oh, lot, but I never really. Yeah. They're okay. They're kind of cutesy. They're also not together anymore for the most part. Oh, uh, I think they occasionally do radio spots. Um, I'll tripod? throw out. I've, yeah, tripod. Um, I'm not sure if they're together anymore. But so tripod just, are I'm, quite. They're good. very nineties. They're very um. What was that show? Good Newsweek. They're very that era. Yeah, they were. That was when they were peak tripod. Um, Geraldine Hickey was nominated for one of the best shows of the Australian Comedy Festival, which just or Melbourne International Comedy Festival, rather, which just wrapped up over the weekend. Um, she's a phenomenally gifted comedian. Becky Lucas is another one who's really, really good that I've seen relatively recently, who's, like, I'm trying to think of some names that I haven't either mentioned before or or people might not know as much about. Mm. Justin Hamilton is really good and has been working on the scene for a phenomenally long time, being okay. excellent. Um, and then, like, I mean, my favourite is still Will Anderson when it comes to Australian stand-ups, regardless. And for Australian listeners that have never seen him, you might have seen him on TV or radio and gone, hey, he doesn't do it for me. But seeing him on stage is a completely different format and it's just one that he makes his own and it's like it's his natural habitat. Uh, I also saw Daniel Kitson's Daniel Kitson, UK comedian, but I saw his show Keep on Sunday and it was fucking phenomenal. It's one of the best things yeah. that I've ever seen. Um, okay. He is hands so Daniel Kitson and Stuart Lee are my two favourite comedians. I yeah, think, I was say, you mentioned him a lot. I think I put Daniel Kitson at the top of the table. Um, that was the book, the guy that signed a book, yeah? Or you, you gave him a book? No, that him? was David O'Doherty. David O'Doherty, okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, but no, Daniel Kitson, for my money, not only the best comedian, comedic performer of this generation, of any, I think he is hands down the best that has ever existed. Comedian? Yep. Mm-hmm. By far. Um I mean, that's, you're not saying he is the best. It's just you're in your opinion. In my opinion, he is. I mean, yeah, it's it's not an objective thing. It's not like I can take stats and say he is. The, it's not like Don Bradman was the best cricketer of all time, and here's his average. But yeah, subjectively, I I think he is the best at it that has ever. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever. Best there ever will be. be. Yeah. Right, Charlie Waldale asks, "What's your opinion on Disney now owning The Simpsons, and how do you think this will affect the show?" going forward. Well, the first thing is that it's going to be available on streaming service yeah. and presumably Disney Plus is going to launch in Australia. Details haven't been released yet. July 2020, apparently. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, like, it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly right. People that want access to The Simpsons, which is pretty hard to come across in Australia uh, at the moment, is it's great news for that. Yeah. And outside of that, I look forward to J.J. Abrams rebooting The Simpsons in another five years' time. <laughs> By, they'll get, they'll get Ryan Johnson to write the finale and then they'll get JJ Adams to do the reboot. To come back in with Simpsons singing by an open fire. <laughs> <laughs> the roast awakens. Uh, yes. <laughs> JJ, did you just remake? Shh. 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 Look at the money. Look at the money coming in. As Mark, as Mark Hamill said, it doesn't matter whether it's good as long as it makes money. <laughs> hey, Laura Rausch, uh, what are your top five places to visit? Hint, there's always a pint waiting in Portland. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> after, <laughs> after I've just... No, the good Portland, the good one. Uh, yeah, presumably it is the good Portland. Uh, so my, my next top five. So I'm obviously doing UK, France and Italy coming up. Uh, Ash and I are planning on going to South Africa. Is long planning as in a 
if we come back from our Europe trip and we haven't spent all the money that we'd budgeted for our holiday, it's going and towards together. a trip. <laughs> yeah, well, I, presumably that will happen. Uh, then we're going to go to South Africa for her, her 30th birthday. Uh, that leaves a fifth place. So, sure, why not Portland? I want to go to Boston. I've never been there. I've obviously been Boston in the UK. I want to go to Chicago as well. I didn't get to go to Chicago. Yeah. Um, yep. Texas. I didn't get to go to Texas. I'm just talking American places. These are the places I want to... If I go back, I will be visiting. Um, what else? We've, so, we did Vegas. I did, we didn't do um, Washington. I want to go to Canada. We didn't do Canada. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're, they're the places I was disappointed I didn't get to go to. Boston the most. I've just always been a big like Boston Celtics fan and whatnot. And I don't know. There's something about the town Boston that I, I just... It's always, it's always drew me in. Yeah, uh, I I get that feeling about Boston as well. I I, I'm, I love the accent and yeah, that'd be pretty Wal- cool. Wahlberg's from Boston, right? Yeah, Wahlberg, yeah. Damon, lots of people. Dylan Haggett, if you could swap minds with anybody in the world, who would it be, and what would you do with their body? All right, who's that guy who's a real chauvinistic pig, but he just sleeps like he sleeps on a pile of money with many beautiful ladies? That Dan Bins. Uh, Dan Belzarin. He seems like he lives Belzarian? quite a life. Something like that. The guy that threw a naked woman off of the second off a story of a, yeah, off a balcony it. into a pool. Like she fucked her foot up and nothing happened to him. Yeah. The guy yep. that just seems to live quite the life and do whatever he wants and have no repercussions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you would be him. And what would you do with his body aside from maybe throw it off a pier? <laughs> <laughs> I would just do what he's doing currently. <laughs> I would set a bonfire and walk into it. <laughs> as long as it means that I didn't die. Yeah, as as long as you could eject yourself back into your own body. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to go into the mind of Vince McMahon for one day. Yeah, okay. Do you want to be in the body of Vince, though? 1999, Vince McMahon. What? I would like to spend two hours as Shane McMahon licking my own face to see if it does indeed taste like pudding. <laughs> Here comes the money. You should change his music to, Here comes the pudding. <laughs> Here comes the pudding, a pudding, 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 pudding face. <laughs> That's another uh, one of our songs we're going to do a remix of. Um, who would I like to... Uh, look, look, in all, in all seriousness, seriously though, if we're answering yeah. this seriously, you, you would like to get into the mind of uh, Tim Minchin. Well, that'd be pretty great. So, having no musical talent, it would be fun to jump yeah. into Tim Minchin's head for a day and, and just play the piano. Uh, but the other, the, honestly, the one that jumped to my mind then was, well, there'd be two... If I could choose between two, they're both sportsmen, and it's not so much about being inside their head for their brain or anything like that, but I would like to either be Daniel Ricciardo and see what it's like to drive an F1 car, or Rory McIlroy and see what it's like to hit a golf ball a fucking long way. Or would you rather be in the mind of Tiger Woods and experience the sensation of the greatest comeback of all time? Um, Yeah, that'd be cool, but I mean, if it's only for a day, like... I wouldn't presumably have the memories of Tiger Woods. So, the comeback thing wouldn't resonate as much being in there for that day. It'd be more like, whose body do I want to take over the most if I'm ask- answering that question? And it'd be one of those two people. Or Alex Honnold of uh, Free Solo fame, um, free climbing up. El Capitan. So, to be, if I could have like a John Malkovich moment where you just see through someone else's eyes to to be... To know what it's like to climb that wall with no ropes would be mental. Which actor would you want to be in? Like, like, would you want to be? <laughs> uh, which actor would I want to be? It'd be hard not to be Leonardo DiCaprio at the moment. Oh, yeah, I know, right? He's just the man. What yeah. about Jack Nicholson? 
1984 Jack Nicholson. 1984 Jack Nicholson? Yeah, I was going to say, with the caveat of age. Um, if I could pick any actor from any generation, I reckon it's got to be Pacino. Okay, fair enough. Good call. What about De Niro? De Niro would be close, but the run that El Pacino went on when he first hit... Um, mm, Godfather I'll, and all that. Like, Yeah, I was watching a... Um, what was I watching? Robert... Yeah, not, um, Robin Williams giving a speech at Al Pacino's Lifetime Achievement Award. And he's basically saying how we could have given you the Lifetime Achievement Award after your first five years. Because he goes on this insane run where he went... Dog Day Afternoon was incredible. Oh, Dog Day Afternoon is amazing. Um, That's one of my favourites. Was Scarface uh, in the first okay, five so years? 1972, The Godfather. 1973, okay. Serpico. 1974, The Godfather Part Two. 1975, Dog Day Afternoon. 1979, and Justice for All. That's but okay. So forget that. He makes The Godfather, Serpico, Dog Day Afternoon, Godfather Part Two in a four-year period. Like, are you fucking kidding me? You can't. You can't do that. Uh, is, I think the closest that would that someone's come would maybe be Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks has run circa Philadelphia, Forrest Gump, Saving Private say, Ryan. Early 90s, yep, to late yep. 90s, yep. Early to mid. That was a hell of a run from him. A lot of actors have those little periods where they just hit this golden streak. Um, Johnny Russell- Depp did it. Not, not saying that his roles were classics, but he was he was in everything for a short period. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Russell Crowe, where he went, A Beautiful Mind, Gladiator, Gladiator and yep. The Insider was a really, really good little okay. period. Tom Cruise. What was, what, what was the, a, wasn't he in a boxing film? Or am I thinking of something else? Uh, he was Cinderella Man. Cinderella Man, yep. That was a little bit after that, but that's also yep. really good. Actually, Tom Cruise, if you could pick any generation, Tom Cruise for the, like, no one has been a star in the same way that Tom Cruise has been a star. Yeah, reckon? That's a big call. I, I for the, Not for the duration, like, the length of time that he's done it. And to have been... Still be at the top of his game. Still be n- top three A-listers in Hollywood. And yeah, has he been would, he would, since he wouldn't the mid-80s. He wouldn't be top now. I, I reckon there is more hype around a Tom Cruise movie coming out than most other actors. Outside of Marvel. Take away blockbusters. And to a degree, that's because it's a blockbuster, not because of who's in it. That... A Mission Impossible movie is still like, holy shit, what's Tom Cruise doing now? Like, all of the Mission Impossible promotion is Tom Cruise did this stunt. You should come watch it because Tom Cruise fucking flew a helicopter upside down or something I'm like really that. surprised that Tom Cruise hasn't done a film with um, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, I would love to see that happen. Like, can you imagine Tom Cruise doing a stunt in the big, you know, full screen IMAX? Yeah, and Chris would make sure it was a real stunt. There'd be no... Yeah. No half-assing it. What do you and Nicola think Elliot will be when he grows up? That's from Mark Burgess. I would love for him to be a footballer. Okay. I would, just, I would, I would love that. Yep. And he's already a little bruiser. Yep. I, I, it's, as cliche as it sounds, you just want them to be happy. You know, even if they don't get to do what they want to do, as long as they're happy doing what they are doing, that's all you can ask for. Well, for what it's worth, I think he's going to be a... I, I reckon he's going to grow up to be a butcher who does the local football announcements. The local football announcements. Yeah. What do you mean? It'll be like the live stream commentary for the for South Barwon or something like that. So well, from he where will, 
just in a little booth. He'll be the guy that brings his audio equipment. And he didn't quite cut it. He played a little bit when he was a junior and then life and work and that sort of stuff got in the way, but he never wanted to get away from the footy team. So he goes down and he does the commentary for people that are watching on Facebook Live. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. Yep. I was, I was yep. confused as to where he was doing the commentary from. Yep. Like from, and his, from his butcher shop? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. From the ground. He leaves the butcher shop. He closes early on a Saturday so he can go down and do the commentary. And uh, you will... Uh, no, you're not involved in the football. It's just him. It's his own operation. <laughs> um, Which club? <laughs> no, well, like he follows South Barwon, but he'll do the game of the round. So he I, re- does I, reckon, I reckon at some point, Ali will be selling records at the footy. Records, get, get your, your records, records here. Hot pies, cold drinks, chocolate I bars. I don't think records will still exist by the time Elliot's old enough to be selling them. I'm surprised they exist now. Yeah. I reckon there is an element of history to them because if you go to the MCC library, they've got records that date back and I reckon that is the only reason they're still made. Yeah, just so, yeah, I get that. But also, when I sit at the footy, there's a lot of people around me that still mark the fucking goals in there. Oh, there's that's just, hilarious. Yeah. There's just something about, I guess there's just something about... It's the nostalgia value, you know. You go to the footy, and it's, it's always older people that have got it, of, mm. of course. But you just you buy the records, five bucks. Used to be two dollars, five bucks. You have a bit of a read before the game starts. Who's playing, and then you read the shitty articles that they whip up that mean make absolutely no sense and have no impact on anything. Um, it's just like you know, ten things you didn't know about Patrick Dangerfield that you already did know. That kind of stuff. Mm. And then they mark in the goals and the points. And it's funny. There's this old couple in front of us that have a, a record each, a husband and wife. Yeah. And she's always like, Jeff, who kicked that one? Who kicked that one? Oh, that's <laughs> she, cute. And she marks it in. <laughs> Good on them. Uh, all right. I reckon one more. We'll go to the normal mailbag now uh, for Let's one do final. Let's do two. I don't know if we got two in. Oh, we did. We always get questions in. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Yeah. Thank you to everybody, all the patrons you that say contributed that, to like, the- Oh, okay. Yeah, we did. We, we Fortunately for you, we did. Yes. Uh, hashtag ask us anything. We're going to do a new post next week for the next installment. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, there's still some ask us anything questions from this round that I didn't get to, by the way. So they'll yeah. they'll they'll be gotten back to in the future for the next Patreon round. Um, what I was going to say is you sounded very much like Donald Trump then. It's like, oh, they'll be there. There's always emails. People are always asking. Well, I get so many emails for the mailbag every day. I always fact check. Um. Uh, I just noticed that you didn't flag, you didn't deflag the emails that. Are, are, anyway, you didn't ask me to deflag. I uh, the reason that I need to get going is because I've started watching Game of Thrones. I'm now like as in I started watching and I'm all up to date for the new season. And but you watched I've, the entire se- six series or seven seasons, seven seasons, and I'm I'm now watching this one as it comes out. And what I've discovered, Can we tell you how this one ends. No, what I've discovered once you've actually caught up with Game of Thrones and you're watching it live is that for every episode that comes out, there's about 850 articles that get printed on every news site about yeah. what what these three words might mean for the future of Game of Thrones. My God, we got so many things sent in last week about, is it Cersei, whatever her name is, saying, where's my elephant? Oh, that was pretty funny, though. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm like, all right, so, I got it once. <laughs> anyway, continue, yes. Uh oh, Jonathan Bampton asks, "How is Europe, Mitch? Um, it's happening in July, John. But I appreciate your enthusiasm. He agrees. With, uh, John agrees with yourself and I on the recent two Mrs. Uh, Nahasapima Petalon episode, finding it generally underwhelming, stitched together. John is um, John's. If he doesn't, I don't know if he has a question here. Oh yeah, no, we'll get a. We do have a question at the end. Maybe you can pump uh, promote your place of work. Um, 
But he's really excited for our next trivia night because he needed an excuse to get... He also needs an excuse to get up to Sydney from Melbourne, so we'd like to hear an update about what we've got planned for the Emerald City. Um, I mean, our next trivia night is in Melbourne, so you don't necessarily need an excuse to get to Sydney from Melbourne because you can just go to the one that's in Melbourne. But outside of that, if we do do one in Sydney, it's good to know that we'll have someone for the road trip. There's one in Sydney coming. Don't just hold your horses. It is coming. Okay. Uh, P.S. Can Dando please put pressure on his employers to license a Dirty Harry pop vinyl Warner Brothers? Um, Is that something that you can do? I can't say anything right now, but just hold tight. (laughs) Hold tight. Okay. Well, John says that he's not eager enough yet to contribute on Patreon, but his resolve is weakening. So maybe if you can, maybe that'll, (laughs) maybe that will tip him over the line. September. Continue. Okay. Katie Evans writes in, Hi guys, just thought I would drop you a message from the UK and say how much I'm loving the show. Being 26 years old, thank you Katie, being 26 years old means I missed much of the Simpsons glory years and it's great to catch up on them and hear your analysis. You both make me laugh out loud, especially when I'm working. I ended up being stared at on a crowded train the other day. Now my first question there is, were you working on the crowded train or were you on your way to work on the crowded train? Uh, She collapsed with laughter during the telling of the throwing toilet paper at a stranger story. I don't even remember that one. Oh, yeah, well, you threw it underneath the door. I the accidentally. Wall. Yeah. I mean, suddenly that's turned into like it's a deliberate act. It was more that I dropped toilet paper oh, in the was, direction. It was covered in feces, right? Not covered, but used. <laughs> there was feces on the paper. And some poor soul in the next room just had a, a projectile. Hurled. Covered it in was feces. dropped. It was dropped quite accidentally in the direction of somebody yeah, but else. The, the, but the, the shit on the paper weighted it underneath. It was like a shuttlecock. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow landed poo side up though, which never is supposed to happen. <laughs> like poo like, always lands poo side up. <laughs> poo poo goes poo side up, but butter is always butter side down. It's one of the weird things of physics. Um she has two questions for us. So there we go. One email that has two questions. Thank God. Firstly, if you could swap places with any character from the show, who would it be? McBain. Uh, is it Rainier Wolfcastle? Rainier Wolfcastle would be who you are. I. You know what? Sideshow Bob. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. I'd like to spending, just... You're spending most of your time in prison, though. Yeah, but I don't mind. I'd like to just have a free swing at being evil. <laughs> free swing. <laughs> Still being loved. <laughs> is he loved, though? By the fans. Yeah, but, but you envision this isn't a show. Sideshow Bob doesn't know that we love him. No, it doesn't matter. I know that I love him. <laughs> okay. So. Anyway, uh, and if we had to be... Oh, okay. So, if we had to be replaced with a character from a show for a week and they had to live your life, who would you choose and what mischief would be had? Wait, can you ask that question again? Sorry. Okay. So, you, Dando, have to take a a break. You get benched from your own life. Okay. And a Simpsons character comes in to basically life-sit for you. They become Dando for a week. And Who I have are you to going trust to choose? Them. I have yeah. to trust them to be able to do it. Who are you going to trust with your life? I think Lisa. How is Lisa going to satisfy Nicola? Oh, have you seen the videos on Pornhub with Lisa? I have not. I, <laughs> I, I wasn't even, frankly, that cool with Arya Stark getting naked in the last episode of Game of Thrones and she's 18. I'm certainly not cool with animated naked Lisa. <laughs> As opposed to real life naked Lisa. <laughs> um... But I reckon, I reckon I'm mostly like Lisa. I think Lisa, I could trust to come into my position. She's uh, driven enough to be able to do my job and she would not interfere with my life too much. And she could also look after Elliot probably better than I can. Mm. Unless it's... Uh, your oh, company, she's a bad babysitter though. Your bad company ba- 
your company deals with an awful lot of plastic. Do you think that she might get her environmental uh, side of things up and perhaps get you fired because she would have tried to organise some sort of boycott of pop vinyls? That is true. Yeah, she could, but I don't think she could do it in, in the space of a week. She could just like to re- refuse to go to work and that way I'll lose my job. But so this is the thing, this is the question though. So does everyone else in the world not know that I've been replaced? I just look like me, but she's in my body. Uh... So I'm so yeah. it's just a, a character's personality in my body. Yeah, exactly right. No, 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 no. It's her, but to every, but no one else realizes. So she looks like me. No, she looks like her, but, but everyone but else everyone, in everyone else's mind, it's me. Exactly right. Yeah, so yeah, it's I think, not. I think, it's I not think like you get safest option. Yeah. So people For, don't know that you're coming back in a week. It's just a boom. They wake up, and everyone, everything that they ever used to know to be Dando is now Lisa. I think who else could they? Could I, maybe, maybe Skinner. Oh, Skinner would be a good one. He could actually repair my relationship with my mother. <laughs> you at the football with your mother? Yeah, I was. We're actually getting along quite well. <laughs> it's just the sake of was this, the joke. Was this after last week when you made the joke that she never cooked for you? Um, I didn't say that, did I? You said, oh, I said, what was your favorite meal that your mum used to cook for you? And you're like, did Tracy ever cook me food? Uh, no, she did. She used to serve up lots of food. That was probably more of a joke at my stepmother's expense, to be perfectly ah, honest. Okay. But sometimes you've just got to, you know, editorialize your own life for the sake mm. of a punchline. Um, I would go... So, I, I, I do think Skinner's a good option, but if I was going to take someone else, because I'm always up for a sort of sense of mischief and adventure. Adventure? Yeah. Do you reckon you've I, ever truly been on, on an adventure, though? I want to pick someone that's not going to get handsy with Ash. So, it's got to be someone that's not going to... Gil. No, nah, I think Gil's going to be handsy. No, nah, but if he could shut down that quick, it wouldn't be an issue. Like, he'd be... His version of handsy would just be in the bathroom popping some aftershave on and sort of ba-ba-ba-ba to himself. And then... <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> ba-ba-ba-ba. You can do this, Gil. You and then Ash this. would just come in and turn off the light and say goodnight. And he'd go, oh, and that'd be the end of it. <laughs> That's actually a really... That would be a really funny scene in The Simpsons. It could be, yeah. Um, Gil, thinks, Gil thinks he's in and someone just yeah. turns off the light and you see, you see his eyes in the dark. Yeah. Gil would be just meek enough that he couldn't fuck up anything major in my life. He wouldn't have had the time to have an influence. But he's got to do your job at work, though. I don't think he would be able to do your position, your role. He'd be fine for it. But, like, I, again, even if he didn't sell anything to anyone for a week, that's not long enough that I can't fix it when I'm back. Here's a question. What the fuck actually is your job? <laughs> I try to... I, I, no, I don't like to divulge anything too truthful about what I do for work. Isn't it just selling loans to people? No, it's not even really that. I don't have sales targets where I am. So it's I, pe- pe- people ask me all the time, and I'm like, he worked in a bank, and now he does something else that's in regards to financing. But I have no idea. No, it's, it's still in a bank. It's home loans. I I write home loans for people, but it's not like selling or anything. That it's it has a really negative connotation to it because of the way a lot of, a lot of other banks operate, which is why I don't like talking about it. Because it's like I'm a home lender, and they're like, oh, you're a shark. I'm like, no, no, no. Like I I literally I don't earn commission. I don't. It makes no difference to me whatsoever whether or not I do 10 home loans next week or zero. I just, people come in and hopefully I can help them out. One, one final question for you then. Mm-hmm. Based off your decisions that you've made behind your desk, how many marriages do you think you've ruined? Oh, certainly less than I'd ruined just um, from decisions that I'd made on dance floors. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man. So what, what? Okay, then what's your what's your worst act you've ever done on the dance floor? No, I, I, I'd probably. What is the worst thing I've ever done on a dance floor? Have you ever been shown the wedding ring and gone, I don't care? Mm, that's a good question, Dando. <laughs> I'm talking in, you know, not you got a two-year break, like two-year period after you, you marry where you can still do that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Obviously, you're talking about a younger version of Mitch. Yes. Um, pre-ash. Mm. Well, well oh, yeah, of course, well and truly pre-ash. Um... It's more like I was you know, shown... You know, you, know, you know when you had girlfriends that you can't remember their names now? Even though you were with them for two years? How did we get here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we're both deliriously tired. That's what it is. You know how I said that heater wasn't working? I suddenly... Suddenly <laughs> not a... It's not an issue anymore. <laughs> Get it sweat starting to sweat. <laughs> I'm all flushed. Is Ash with... Is Ash with Dando? Is this oh. all set up? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm done. That's the end yeah, of, uh, that's the end of the episode. One up. Oh, man. Thank you once again for listening to our review of All Singing, All Dancing. Um, it's been fun. It's just been a bit of just fucking around, really. There's not much to talk about in the episode, so we thought we'd just go yep. off topic and just have some shenanigans, and I think it's worked out well. We're, next week, we're going to be reviewing Bart Carney. This was always one of my favorites from season nine. I really enjoy it. It's where uh, they let the two Carnies live with them. There was a story, I didn't read the thing, I only saw the headline, but it was um, from the Easter show, a guy saying that he doesn't like to be called a carny, that his family prefers the term showies, and I was like, fuck yeah. off, mate, you're a carny. <laughs> like, you can't try to dress that up. <laughs> but see, I guess I can, I can understand the Australian saying that, though, because we don't call them carnivals, we call it's them the, the same. show. It's still the same thing, you're still selling people fucking cheap raffle tickets, and yeah, like, but we refer to it as the show. Putting here. ping pong balls in clowns' mouths. Yeah, the whole ring toss yeah. that fits over the thing. He, he was trying to be not so much like... It's not like a Palmer versus Palmy argument. He was trying to say that, no, 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 no. It's, it's not like I'm a carny. I'm like, yes, you are. Oh, you, so he's trying you, to say he's not that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. you got four teeth between you. <laughs> anyway. Alrighty. Uh, like I said, yeah, Bart Carney next week. Really looking forward to that one. But for now, Mitch, any final words for the listeners? Four. Four marriages. Shh.